Podcast, me, Adam Hunter. I got the A team here with uh, Greg Romero Wilson as well. Uh-huh. Sean McCorkle, who has light this week. That's what huh. I'm talking about. Nice. Uh, it's going to be a great show. There were some crazy fights last week, great fights this coming week. We're waiting for Don Fry to remember what year it is, uh, but I'm sure he will come. Uh, <laughs> Are be- you sure? Are you really sure? I'm, I'm sure eventually he'll wake up and figure out, oh, I had something to do today. And, you know, after he herds cattle. I'm trying to. Think exactly. That guy reached out to me. He wants to book him uh, to do that seminar in Maryland. And I keep having to remind him. Uh, but uh, I actually, I, I want to bring like a film crew there. Because I think, if anything, like Don Fry takes on America. You know, like Don. Oh, Fry I, absolutely. You, listen, just let the cameras roll and just. Soak up all that fried, Don Fried goodness. Don Fried makes America manly again or something. Or is it something that Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah. So, man up uh, America. Man up America. So I actually uh, did my move, man. Moving sucks in general. Moving during a pandemic. Oh, so bad. I try getting a friend to help you during a pandemic. Um, I didn't even oh. ask him. I didn't even ask anybody. I was like, I'm not even going to ask anybody. Like, what's the? I, so funny. I was just about to say thank you for not asking me because it would have been hard for me to say. I mean, I would have said, yeah. I mean, it would have been reluctantly. But I, well, first of all, I would have had to wait till after Sunday because that's when I got, got my second shot. So, well, but also I just didn't want to ask anyone because then you like owe them a favor. And then- oh, listen, it is the greatest test of friendship when you ask someone to help you move. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, I, which means I have like no friends because I didn't ask anybody. <laughs> uh, I'm so glad. Well, and that's the only thing. My back sucks now, you know? Like, I can't, I, I don't move my own shit. I fucking hire people because I'm like, my back, I don't want to throw my back out doing this shit. Fuck it, I'm too old. Uh, I, I moved 150 boxes myself. Uh, God damn. I had like a pod. And then, and then it was one of those things, like the last thing, right? It was like, I had to move an hour away to the valley and I drove back and we have a dog house that, cause my, my dog bit back when I was alive. He, he like bit my, my, my daughter. So I was like, all right, he'll live in the backyard. So we I went out and bought a dog house, assembled it. He never went in it once. Like the raccoons were in there, like the neighborhood cats, everybody moved, lived in this house, but my dog. Except Miles. You know, again, the more you talk about it, <laughs> like it's amazing. So that was the last you thing. Right? Your daughter too, and you're like, oh my god! All right, continue. So my my wife's like, hey, can you get you know, go back, get like a pl- a couple plants. We have a raspberry, all this shit. So I go there at like midnight, and, and I move the 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 big doghouse right next to where I'm driving out the driveway. Like I'm like, someone will take it because what are we gonna do? I can't fit it in my car. I pull out, it scratches my new car. 
Like I, I drove oh, right into the, but that was, that was my, my dog oh. got the last laugh again. Like he could, he was, I could, I could hear him barking and laughing from heaven. Like, aha, I got you. Um, and then, so that was that. Plus we had no hot water for five days, you know, because they, they had to put, they had to go to the house and like anti-termite it, like get the termites out of the house and stuff. And then they turn off the gas, but didn't turn it back on. So I didn't shower for five days, which is always fun. And then, you know, I'm unpacking all this shit that we don't need. And my wife's mom came to help us. And I'm sitting there like, do we even need this? Like, what, what are we doing? Why do we have this? And my wife's mom, I could tell my wife's mom, but like, yeah, you know, Brie is planning on going on a murder spree. And she'll be like, whoa, what do those people do? There's nothing I can tell that will actually <laughs> get her to say. It's, I'm always in the wrong. She's always in the right. And I'm like, why am I even bitching about this? So like, yeah. so like we hung up the wrestling mats. We had to get those off. There was mold on the walls and it di like discolored the wall. So Bree's like, hey, can you come help paint the old house? I'm like, what am I, fucking Salvador Dali? I never painted anything in my life. I'm going to go run back and paint right now. Uh, so I'm like- Pretty sure that's not the kind of painting she meant, but okay. Let's <laughs> so I'm like, I'll unpack here, you paint. So now I'm unpacking here, and then meanwhile, and then my wife's mom's like, you know, you should be helping her paint right now. I'm like, I'm gonna make it worse. I, I know I'm gonna make it worse. And meanwhile, so we have no time, no time at all. I don't have enough time, she doesn't have time. And then Bree's like, you know what we should do? We should, we should adopt one of those kids at the border, one of those Mexican kids. I'm like, we have no time. Like now you want to adopt a, ch a child who, whose family abandoned him, who started sneaking the country? or who got separated like that's gonna she's like i just feel bad for those kids i'm like we don't need a kid right i mean look i i would like to adopt a kid maybe eventually but right now adopting a kid that was left because of the whole trump thing or biden whoever you want to blame is probably not going to be like it's just going to be crazy so right um, but at least you'd have a use for that doghouse <laughs> oh man okay and sadly that would be a step up from how biden's got them down there in cages i've heard but all right. So um, then yesterday, uh, yesterday I, I go to the park with my kid because I take her to ballet and she's on the swing with her, her, her little friend, Layla. I don't know how to say this without sounding. So my kid, so she's on the swing next to these kids and she's like, hi. She's like, my name's Violet. You know, the kids are like eight, nine, like five, five. They just they ignore her, completely ignore her. Right. So I'm just like, uh, I'm like, hey, uh, this is Violet. Uh, how old are you guys? And they're ignoring me. Now I feel like the fucking creepy guy at the at like the park who's asking kids how old they are. You know, like because and now, <laughs> but like I feel bad that my my two year old is being ignored. So I'm like, hey, you know, uh, it's nice to. My name's Adam, and and uh, this is my daughter, and she's two, and I'm 42, and let me guess, you guys are seven. I'm just I'm bombing on the fucking swing set. Uh, completely, I'm waiting for these kids to yell "stranger danger" and like run away. I don't know. So that was that was that was yesterday. Uh, how are you doing, Greg? Oh, you know, everything's good. Got my second shot. Getting back out on the road. I didn't. Uh, I'm not buying a house or moving into anything. Or you know, say again. Thank you again for not asking me to help you. It would have been uh, tough. I would have had to walk around in a back brace out of pure guilt for like the next two weeks. And like, look at me in the, I see, I told you, I got a bad back. I can't fucking do it. So like, I, didn't, I didn't ask anybody. And then, uh, and then McCorkle, how are you? 
Oh, I've been great, man. I, uh, I'm actually having probably the same problem as you, but in different ways. I found out I have no friends also. I've helped 50 people move and no one's ever helped me do anything. Uh, I loaned one of my friends $2,000 and said, hey, you can just work it off at my new house. Like if you want, you know, he hasn't been here a day since. Uh, two months ago, I loaned him the money. I haven't seen him a day since. Um, I haven't heard from him since I loaned him the money. So apparently we're not friends anymore. Almost got a fight at Lowe's today, which was awesome. What, what um, happened? I was pulling into Lowe's and this guy, it's hard to explain. He's on my right. He's turning left, right? So we're at a four-way stop. I'm turning right. He's turning left, but he's on my right. So there's no way we can hit each other as long as we follow our paths. Yeah. So I don't come to a complete stop at the stop sign because I'm in a parking lot and we're both driving two miles an hour. The next thing I hear is, why would you learn to you stop? Blah, blah, whatever. So took my dad's advice from the old days. He said, just leave it alone. That like road rage is going to get you in trouble one day. And I've already paid a lawyer $5,000 not long ago for confronting somebody. So um, I pull into my parking spot. I go to get out. The guy comes pulling up and he's waiting for me to get out. So at that oh point, I have God. to decide... I have to decide, like, I'm sitting there, like, trying to tell myself it's not worth punching this guy in the face. You're going to end up in court going to jail. And I thought about just getting my gun and pointing it at him and making him leave. But I was like, you know what? No, I'll just get out. So I get out, and he goes, hey. He says something. And when I turn around, he sees me. As I get out of the car, he goes, uh, hey, I'm not trying to be a dick or anything. And I just went into a tirade of how retarded he looked and how cheap his car was and what a piece of shit he was. Because I said, you are trying to be a dick. And on and on. And so then um, I told him I had sex with his dad. He didn't like that. He found it really odd. Um, that's bizarre. Yeah, was like, love yeah. That. He, yeah, he was like, he's like, fuck you. I said, fuck your dad. Cause I did. He was like, well, I, I didn't know what to say. And so then he goes, well, I, I had sex with your wife. He goes, pull away. And I said, I'm not even married. And like, it was really weird. Cause like a lady in the parking lot turned and looked at me and like thought it was for her. Ah. It was really weird. So, um, yeah, but he, he had to get that last one. I was, he pulled away, but the one about, I fucked his dad really threw him off this whole game. Like he didn't know what to say, but he was about 65 years old. He looked, he looked a little slow. Uh, like his, Nickname would be Mongo or something. But, uh, yeah, and then I'm mad the rest of the day about it if I didn't punch him in the face, even though I keep thinking you would be going to jail if you did. Like, why are you mad you didn't punch him in the yeah. face? You know, like, I, I wish I'd have hit him the whole rest of the day. So. Now, why do you – What is it about – wait a minute. What is it about the age 65? Like, you hit 65, and all of a sudden you're like, you know what? I'm almost out of here. I'm going to say everything <laughs> I ever wanted to say. You might want to – it looked like he was trying to speed it up to me. Because I is really was about you, two Greg, seconds Is that what you took from that? I, I'm more like, why do you like fucking people's dads? Because <laughs> that's the most That's like the most disrespectful thing you can do. Because not only is their parent gay, you know what I mean? Like, not only did you bang their parent, but their dad's gay now. So, like, it's a double whammy. It's like the worst scenario. It's way better than your mom. Yeah, but you're the one having sex with the father. Wouldn't that, like, also make you gay, which is fine. And also, no, he's 65. Just... His dad's been dead a long time. <laughs> it, was just, it was just me showing my dominance. Uh, it's not a gay thing. It's just like in prison. Like, it's just about the dominance, not the... Uh, yeah, that reminds me of the old Tyson, uh, I'll fuck you till you love me. And I yeah. was like, oh, that's some prison shit right there. That is... Yeah. Uh, well, that you don't learn that on the like, streets. That reminds me of, like, everyone's mad at Pepe Le Pew. The skunk. Oh, it's so ridiculous. Being, for being like too, you know, like forward and like they said he's like into rape culture. Like we're acting as if like animals like are going to whine and dine each other. Like, have you been to a dog park? Like, I mean, if like the one dog just starts humping the other one. Like there's, there's no like consensual dog humping going on. Well, and it's also stupid because it's not endorsing sexual harassment. It's insulting the French. Well, that's true. He's a French, and, he's, he's an aggressive, they're making fun of French and the way they're, blah, 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 blah. 
It has nothing to do In Pepe's defense, you know, honestly, in Pepe's defense, that cat is one hot piece of ass, too. So you got to <laughs> beat that. I mind. believe so. it is technically known as pussy. All right. I think we have like, okay. Right now, we took like five of the wrong takes on this. <laughs> Every take is wrong between Greg's, Sean's, and <laughs> The important thing is, Sean's not gay, even though he fucked his dad. That's right. the important thing to understand. Greg, what do you miss the most about being single? Uh, blowjobs. That's, that's probably, yeah. you know, I mean, when you're married, you get them like on special occasions. And yeah. that's about it, you know? So I, 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 that, and you know, that's the thing is, you know, when you're married, I mean, you have, we have sex, but we don't fuck, you know, like, you know, like you do to a stranger that yeah. you're like, I don't, you know what I mean? Like when Pepe like, Le Pew oh. does. Like, exactly. You don't Pepe Le Pew, you're wine. <laughs> well, not only that. This is, we're definitely losing all our fucking t- opportunities because of this show. Well, that, uh, I also feel like blowjobs that, like, my wife will start to give me one, and then I'm like, we just go right to sex. Like, I don't finish it. Right, like, exactly. It's, it there's no, exactly. It's like a starter, but there's no, you never get the full, you know, but I mean, that's just one, the way it is. It just gets... Well, I only have one nut in me, so I, I'd rather her have, like, some you know, at least get some sensation out of it. I'll just bust and go to bed, you know? So I'd rather at least have sex with her somewhat. Uh, one of the best blowjobs I ever got when I was single was when uh, I took the, I was in New York, I was working. I mean, what if it's your birthday though? Well, well yeah, especially, but this girl, she, she, she put cocaine <laughs> all over my dick, right? Her and her friend, right? And, uh, and I'm laying there and she's about to blow me and she looks at me and she goes, we're never going to be in a relationship. And then, you know, did the line and blew me. I don't know what turned me on. That's what you were thinking of while watching her do blow off your cock was, now this girl's marriage material. (laughs) If I'm going to spend my life with anyone, it's the girl doing coke off my cock. That is, uh, that girl's really, she really knows how to frame her world. I don't know what turned me on more. The fact that we're never going to be in a relationship or the blowjob that was, like, <laughs> it was just like... It was, Did you immediately think to yourself, what if I want that relationship now? <laughs> <laughs> she reversed psychology, you motherfucker! Yeah, yeah, yeah. What about you, Sean? What do you miss about being single? Uh, I thought you were going to say about being married. I was going to say nothing. Um, but, uh, yeah, I would say the other way. Nothing also. Like, it's not... I don't know. Uh, women are a pain in the ass any way you look at it. So um, it's it's always the grass is always greener, man. You know. So if you're single, you're, every single guy knows wish they were married. Every married guy knows wish they were single. So yeah, but like um, you had like I mean, Greg, he would send me pictures of the girls that he was banging. I, I, I don't get me wrong, your your girlfriend is a smoke show, beautiful. But you also were like these crazy Brazilians and and, and like they were always like FHM models. <laughs> I mean, but then you would always like make fun of them in the DMs. And then that was more fun than hooking up with them. Was like you, <laughs> you would like yeah. pick them off. You would send me screenshots of him trolling hot girls that wanted to bang him. And, and, and I'm like, but aren't you gonna have sex? Like, yeah, but isn't this funny? I'm like, yeah, it's hilarious. But like, what? Right? What were some of the classic ones you used to send me? Oh man, I used to have them all screenshots. I broke my phone. I had a ton of them. I was gonna make it into a book one day, but it was all. Um, like I asked a girl one time if she was still working a place and she said, no, uh, I quit. And, um, 
I said, why? And she said, because the manager was an idiot. And I said, well, they never should have made you a manager to begin with, you know, like just stuff like, and I hadn't even, I hadn't even met her, like hadn't even met her yet, you know what I mean? Or whatever. And then I didn't, she just stopped responding. So when it, when they would quit responding, I would screenshot it and save it. And that was a, that was a, that was a lot of fun to me, like getting, like talking to somebody for a while and then saying something so offensive to them that I never heard back. And I would just crack up because it'd be like, I don't know. It just became after a while, it became like a game of who, how quickly I could get rid of somebody or how like, how what how how offensive I could say like be and then still have them interested somewhat like crack me up. <laughs> I used to do that. I used to be like, it's all very on brand for Sean. To be perfectly <laughs> honest, like, they, if you were if you were to be like, remember the way you used to be so sweet to girls and stuff like that? I wouldn't. I'd be like, I don't buy it. That's not the Sean McCord I know. <laughs> no, I like I would like, admit to killing my grandma and stuff like that. I'd say I smothered my grandma. Uh, with a pillow and I had seen her in years and they'd be like, they just sit there and stare at me. It was great. It was funny. So I used to be like, um, hey, we have a lot in common to the girls and they'd be like, really what? And then I would just copy and paste their interests. And then I, but I would just, <laughs> it would be obvious. I'd be like, yeah, I'm a Southern girl living in uh, LA. Blah, blah. All right. So let's talk about some of the fights that went on. Uh, Kevin Holland, that main event, you know, he obviously got like just taken down and held and beat up and he talked the whole time. People were like, it went from like funny to everyone getting mad because he was losing. But here's my take on the thing. I think it's a nerves thing. Like I honestly don't think he's even talking shit to get the mental advantage. I think it's for himself. It's like, you ever see that movie major league two? It was like yeah. terrible, but the, the catcher couldn't throw the ball back. And thus he was like talking about pornography and then he just all of a sudden was like throwing the ball back and forth. It kind of reminds me of that where he needs to talk to relax his mind. That's he needs right. to get whatever's out in his head. And that's how he does better. I mean, from a comic standpoint, there have been plenty of times where like I said something to the crowd. In my mind, it's like 10 times worse than what it was. My new other jokes aren't working because of that. Until I just say whatever's on, on my mind. And then all of a sudden, everyone laughs. And then we have a great show again. But if I keep whatever it is just festering in my head, it could fuck up my entire show. He can't have anything in his head. Whatever comes to his head, he has to say out loud. Whether it's yeah. like, like, I remember he was, he was fighting Jacare and he's like, I had a dream about this once when I was 17. Like he actually, actually thought about that. Or like, yeah. why do you gotta hit me so much? Or what's going on? Or man, man, those are some good takedowns. Like he, I don't even think it's shit talking at this point. It's just clearing his, his conscience in some ways. Greg. I think you're 100% right. I think that's just the type of fighter he is. I kept thinking, this is like watching one of those schoolyard fights where the one where they're talking, the whole time, oh, look at you. I'm getting, you know, it reminded me of that. I, that's what I thought. Like, I mean, stylistically, I think he won the fight because more people are going to remember Kevin Holland. Nobody's really going to remember that Derek Brunson won or that he held him down all the time. They're going to see, Ke oh, Kevin Holland, that's it. Fighting-wise, I mean, he's exciting to watch. He's just got to learn how to defend a fucking thing or get up when he's taken down, you know, because yeah. on the feet he was winning. And he's creative. He had that John Jones creativity. I mean, there, but and the talking, I think, works for him if he can just get off his fucking back. Sean? I've never seen a guy happier to lose, man. Like, it, he was cracking up, like, after, and it's, uh, like, even the last 10 seconds, he waved him off and didn't want to fight. was just laughing and stuff and kept... Yeah, when he yeah, threw his arms tell, up at the end, knowing yeah. he fully lost. Yeah, that's that what I'm was, saying. Like, just like, that's uh, what I'm I saying. Mean, he won the fight. I mean... 
I, mean, I don't know. Get, maybe he just, I don't know. Maybe it didn't matter to him that much, but it seemed like, oh, maybe that's his way of coping with it. But it's, uh, yeah, he seemed to think it was hilarious. You think he has like Asperger's or something or something's like just off with him? I mean, Dana White said he had a complete meltdown and reminded him of when Lennox Lewis and Oliver McCall fought. McCall started crying and, I, I don't think that's sad because he does he, McCall. That was not but McCall's thing was to start crying. I just think he he does it every single fight. He just has to talk to to whatever goes through his head. He has to, and that's his way of relaxing in there. Um, but yeah, you're right. I think you're 100 percent right. I think that's just his style. You know, I think he he likes to talk. And people are going to blame the loss on the talk. I feel like he wouldn't have done any better without talking. No. You no. know, I mean, he just needs how to learn to get up off his fucking back once he gets taken down. Yeah, yeah. And good for Derek Brunson. Derek Brunson, uh, you know, I don't know what, because he did look a little vulnerable when he got clipped. You know, it looked like, uh-oh. Oh, yeah, in the second? In yeah. the second, he almost lost the fight in the second. Um, now, Max Griffin who I love, Max Griffin. Uh, he knocked out Song Keenan. Uh, you know, he looked great. Super happy for Max. He did like that Masvidal celebration where he lies down next to the guy. And here's the problem with that that I have. With yeah. That, is that when Masvidal did it against Ben Askren, Askren was talking so much shit that when he did it, you could kind of justify, yeah, it was poor sportsmanship. The guy was unconscious. But – you know, Askren, I wouldn't say had it coming to him, but you could, you could argue this guy, Song Keenan, looked like, like just a poor Asian guy that just got, got fucking beat up. And now he's getting, like, ridiculed when he's down. And, like, maybe this isn't the best time in the world to be doing that to an Asian person where, like, you can't literally walk out your fucking house without people saying stop Asian hate, which rightfully so. I mean, you don't want to have any hate out there. Uh, but... Man, I, I, I wasn't a big fan of the celebration. I just felt like uh, it would have been stronger had he not done that um, and just won like Yosi does. Because when he did that, it kind of looked like it, it was sort of unnecessary. But he did win, and I'm happy for him. But there was something a little odd about that. Sean, Greg, thoughts? I didn't actually watch that fight. I was so mad about the girl fight before because that killed a parlay I had. Like, it killed, like, a, a seven-fight parlay, <laughs> and that was the only one I lost. So, like, I literally turned the TV off, then I finished watching the main event up shortly thereafter. But, uh, yeah, I didn't see it, but now I'm going to look it up for sure. Greg? So, oh, man, he took him out fast. And, I mean, when he connected, that guy's eyes crossed. Like, it was clear he was done. And, you know, the thing about – you're right. It's unfortunate that, that people are going to remember the, the poor sportsmanship as opposed to the incredible knockout. Yeah. Because it was an incredible – but I hope they don't connect it. That's not – this is not no, it wasn't. He an that Asian hate thing. That please don't – nobody start connecting no, Nobody's going to connect that. I, I, I certainly hope not because it doesn't do, – because while it may be poor sportsmanship, it, there was nothing racist about it. Well, he would have done that against anybody if it was a white guy. Exactly. It had that – exactly. It was just a guy that – and he knocked out – he didn't even break a sweat wet like i mean he was dry he was i mean it was boom it was over so i i think he was just so you know like that rush of like oh fuck I'm, you know what i mean i mean that's i think he just you know he was he was feeling himself yeah and that's the thing i think it like, should i think it should be a rule if you're gonna lay now down next to a dude it should be someone's dad who you have a problem with that's what <laughs> i've always gone uh, so unless he's got a problem with that guy's the there's, guy's there's son, a lot of other guys that would agree with you I, you know, <laughs> I, will say this, I like celebrating. I just don't like 
laying down next to a guy who's unconscious, mocking him. For, I just feel like that's a little bit too much. Uh, and I don't think it, I, I'm not, he, but the same, I mean, I get it. It's a sport. It's a brutal sport and you'd knock him out. And that, but it's just, just like, come on, man. I mean, uh, I always tell kids when I coach them and they act like, you know, they go crazy when they win. I'm like, let's act like you've been here before. You know, yeah. Well, it may be one of those things that he regrets in hindsight. It may be one of those things that, like, the next day he's like, yeah, that was dumb. You know, we'll see. If he doesn't get the next fight, then we'll know that he didn't give a fuck. Well, he got his 50 grand, and I'm happy because Max is a friend of mine, and he's also been around forever. He's a guy that's been around for a long time, has never yeah. tried to just do. I mean, he had a win over Mike Perry like six fights ago, and Mike Perry became the star. I mean, and Max Griffin is just a guy that's been hanging in there, grinding away, uh, happy for him. That girl fight, Sean, let's talk about that for a second because I don't understand. Like, Cheyenne is a friend of mine, been on the podcast. She, she's a great fighter. But you got to be able to defend the head and arm takedown. Um, that's like – and it's, I, I can't stand when people do that because I feel like it's – the sport has evolved so much. And I can, I can see you getting it once, but you get that head and arm four times. And look, I get it. The girl's a great wrestler, five-time national champion from Mexico and puts on a ton of pressure. But, man, you got to be able to defend that. And, and it's, uh, it's just – like I don't even teach that to my kids wrestling. Well, I'll teach it once or twice because the kids go for it every single time. It's such a basic one-on-one wrestling move. Um, although Caldwell did uh, – Darian Caldwell landed on Brett Metcalf in NCAA finals, which was also like well, – Amazing, but that's a whole – I digress. That, that fight did kind of bother me. At the end of the fight, though, I think the girl spit in her face. I couldn't see exactly what happened. She gets up and she goes, I'm going to follow you home, bitch, uh, to the girl, which I thought was pretty damn badass. Uh, what did you think of that fight, Sean? Uh, I couldn't believe that um, – and maybe it's just me, man, but I've got a big-ass head. I would let people take me down like that, a good wrestler, and just go to their back every time from there. It's the easiest – Thing in the world all you have to do is slip your head out that's all you have to do um and when you're sweaty like that it's not hard to do like unless the person i mean tom erickson will keep you in it but he also keeps control of your arm the whole time and about rips it off if you try to get out but without i mean unless that girl's crazy strong i couldn't understand why she didn't put a hook in and pull her head out and take her back she did at the end of one of the rounds and i'm like why did you wait till now to do that with five seconds left when uh you could have done it the entire round i just don't get it i don't get it greg i skipped this fight <laughs> the girl, the girl did have a look though, man. She had like neck tattoos, like a fence around her neck. Uh, she, she, it looked like uh, one of those after-school specials where the bully wins because she was, <laughs> it was fucking insane. I felt bad for my friend uh, Gustavo Lopez because I love that guy. He got beat. Yanez looked good. I mean, he did. He did. He's got some very sharp uh, boxing. He yeah. was tagging him up pretty good. And in fact, I, I felt like after the first round, it wasn't even really that close. No, it wasn't. Uh, Macy Chasen uh, beat Marion Renault. I haven't seen a school teacher take that many shots to the face since watching Red Tube. Uh, but how about that tied to Avasa guy? To to yeah, tied to Avasa. He got a. Yeah, pretty easy knockout. Like I, mean, I don't feel like they brought that guy in. Like he was like seven and four, but he's been knocked out a bunch of times. I mean that, yeah. that fight was like tailor made for Taya Tuivasa. Uh, yeah, he because he stone cold knocked him out, man. That was yeah, that was yeah. pretty good. Um, now let's talk about some some fight news, not MMA news, but Mike Tyson. According to Holyfield's camp, Tyson turned down twenty five million dollars. 
to rematch Holyfield, uh, which I can't believe he would do that. Um, I can't believe that either. That twenty-five million, like from what, everything we know about Tyson, that's what he's been waiting for. So I don't. That doesn't make any sense. You think he wins that fight? No. <laughs> I think Holyfield. I, I, I think I think Holyfield is is probably in just as good about better condition and probably a little better condition upstairs. If you know what I mean? Yeah, Tyson take a lot of DMT. What about you, Sean? Who wins that fight? The, the third one. Uh, I think for the way Tyson looked last one, he would kill him. Uh, Evander's a lot older than him too, man. I think Evander's like three years older than Tyson. So, and Tyson's already what forty or fifty-four, fifty-five. So Holyfield's pushing sixty. But I heard, I don't know if it's true or not. I heard Tyson made between fifty and seventy-five million for the Roy Jones fight. That's what uh, that was what was out there that they had, they had sold an enormous. Like, oh, so he just doesn't even crazy. need this money now. That's what, yeah, that's what I heard. I mean, he had said in a uh, interview, it was, I don't remember who he's talking to, but he said that he saw a chance to give, you know, he was giving half of it to charity or something like that. And they said, if he could make 50 million to 75 million in one night and do a lot of good with it, why wouldn't he do it? You know? So I don't, I don't know if that's true, but I know they sold a ton of pay-per-views from what I heard. Um, I remember, I remember watching the Tyson fight when, when he bit his ear and we all watched yeah. and, and I, we were, my family was just shocked. It was like they had friends over and then afterwards, Tyson was like backstage going, he headbutted me. I got to see my kids. They're going to be scared. And like, uh, they might be scared of the fact that their dad just bit off someone's ear. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. that, was another, that was another one of Tyson's great prison moments. Because <laughs> you're, yeah, like, you're just like, you're like, that's, that's prison fight right there. That is, not, that is not fucking boxing. That's prison right. fighting when you bite off somebody's ear. I mean, he might have won the fight, the actual fight. Yeah, yeah. It was not, it wasn't like he was losing definitively and needed to do it. He just no, I'm saying the he actual got, fight. I mean, the, I mean, if one guy has two ears, the other guy has an ear and a half, who, who do you think won the <laughs> fight? Like the guy with two ears, right? I mean, the actual fight fight, Tyson won. The, the boxing match, <laughs> he, he, he lost. He lost. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Sean, have you ever had anybody? That is, that is the worst way of looking at that, but it makes perfect <laughs> sense. We've taken a lot of bad angles. We should just title this episode "Bad Angles." Uh, Ty, uh, Sean, did you watch that fight when it was going on live? Uh, the Tyson Holyfield. Yeah, yeah. I, and I lost a bunch of money on Tyson that night too. I was outraged, man, when they just qualified him. I was like, the money was so important to me at the time. I was like, he could have continued. Like I was like, really. <laughs> and then they. They showed him spitting out part of his ear, and I was like, okay, maybe, maybe he shouldn't continue. I don't know. Like, it was, uh, yeah, it was a little much. So, if that uh, isn't grounds for disqualification, I don't know what it is. I, I want to say I lost $500 on it, and that's when $500 was a lot of money. I remember back then. So, Greg, what were you thinking during that fight? Uh, I couldn't believe it. I was shocked. I was just like, he bit his ear. He bit his fucking ear. He's looking at his ear. Because remember, he starts jumping up and down holding his ear. Remember that? Like stomping his feet like, like a child who wasn't getting a toy at Toys R Us. Yeah. You know? Like just, and uh, immediately I was like, this is different. Something happened. Something, this isn't right. This isn't like, I, I just knew something extraordinary happened. He had his glove over it so you couldn't really see it. And then like, then Tyson spits out there. You're like, what is he? What is he? And then he pulls it off and, he's, and I'm like, oh my God. Fucking! I knew it. He's fucking. He's been institutionalized. <laughs> he doesn't know to not prison fight anymore. Now, uh, now, Greg Fry. I heard you might fight Tyson. I'm out of many days of the week, except for Tuesdays. <laughs> I like to. I like to take a Metamucil on Monday, and then Tuesday is a slow road. <laughs> uh, it happens. It happens. Now, now, do you think you could beat Tyson? You beat Tyson. I'll beat nine Tyson's at the same time. Wow, that's a lot of Tysons. 
A lot of Tyson's. Uh, we are oh, talking wait. about the chicken, right? Tyson chicken. <laughs> I'll kick a chicken there. He didn't tell you where to fucking put a chicken. I'll By fuck way, that chicken's father. By the way, McCorkle, uh, there's a thread now on the underground. Uh, oh, boy. Basically saying Tom Erickson, who would Tom Erickson lose against back in pr- prime Tom Erickson? Uh, you're a guy who trained with Tom Erickson. Could anyone have beaten him back in his pride? Uh, God, I don't know. I would have loved to see him and Fedor go, man. Like, uh, I know Fedor didn't want to fight him. He said he was too big. But uh, Tom was uh, – even at 50, Tom was a nightmare. I can only imagine. I know that people say, well, look, he lost to Heath Herring. Like, yeah, Heath Herring threw a wild knee from hell, that fly knee that caught him. Could happen to anybody, you know. Um, and then um, – but when – I mean, he almost murdered Kevin Randleman, and they were friends. Like, they were really good friends, and he almost killed him in their fight, punched him like five times after he was out, you know, after killing him standing up. So, uh, Tom was uh, – I think he was late 30s even when he fought in Pride. So, if they would got him in his late 20s, I mean, he was – Tom's a guy, too. From what he told me, he didn't even wrestle, like, till senior year in high school or junior or senior year. He just found out he was an amazing wrestler. And so, like, uh, just a freak. So, like, his senior year, he joins a wrestling team, wins a state championship, goes to, you know, full ride to Oklahoma or Oklahoma State, um, and kills everybody there. And uh, he was, uh, for, like, 16 years straight, the second best wrestler in the United States behind uh, Bruce Baumgartner. Yeah. Either Baumgartner or Boxleitner. One of them's a movie yeah. guy. The other yeah. one I can't yeah. remember. No, Baumgartner. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He could beat guys that beat Baumgartner, but he could never beat Bruce, so. Wow. All right. Well, there you go. There we have it. The guy who actually trained with Tom Erickson. Uh, this guy uh, seems like a nice guy, by the way. He was. Is there know, any? Is there any chatter on there about uh, our our Schwab? Yeah, yeah. They, uh, yeah, they like that. They, they yeah. Well, this guy's super fight fan. Now he's like, just now it's now he's going crazy with it. Like Hoist Gracie versus this. He just keeps like now it's like every dream matchup. The guy's got a lot of free time, but but I you know he's very informed though. Like he writes a whole thing about why the guy would have won or why he would have lost or. Uh, the guy, the guy, the guy. No, knows. I bet the McCorkle versus Schaub challenge. Oh, I mean, we've heard. This is a huge thing that we put out there. And nobody gives a fuck. Everyone's like, man, no, we don't want to see it. Like, come on. Like, like everything else in my life. Oh, stop. I was going to say, I would have thought that. I would have thought all the, I mean, as much as they love to bark about every little thing that, you know, I would have thought they would have loved the, the McCorkle Schaub challenge. Yeah, yeah, so we're going to put that out there. We're going to hashtag McCorkle versus Schaub. Please put it out there on Twitter. Let's talk about this week because. Steve versus Ngannou, the big heavyweight fight. Uh, yeah. Steve won the first one, just dominated him, took him down. You know, it's one of those things where this is an interesting rematch because Steve knows how he can lose. Like, and he's got one way to lose, which is to get knocked out. Knocked out. To get yeah. out wrestled by Ngannou. And Ngannou knows how he could lose, just getting taken down. It's like each of them know what the other person is going to do. Uh, which makes it very interesting because they fought it before. And I don't know. I, I still think that Steve Bailey is going to do the same thing he did in the first time uh, for some odd reason. But, I mean, you know, he got hurt by Stefan Struve, Stipe. Uh, he got, he's been rocked before. He's been, he got knocked out by Daniel Cormier. This dude hits a lot harder than both those guys. So even him hitting you at like 70% could knock you out. How many people can say that? Like 50% could knock you out. <sighs> McCorkle, what happens here? Uh, I hope Stipe wins. I'll be rooting for him. I'm actually friends with him. But uh, I think Ngannou, man, um, with that ungodly punching power, like all he yeah. has to do, like you said, is, is touch you. And 
I would think between two fights. I mean, he he got Stipe dropped him in the first one in the first round. Uh, I would I would say, man, uh, just sheer odds. If he throws twenty punches standing up, one of them's going to land. And uh, I, I think he'll be. I don't think he'll be any more gun shy. I think he'll be hopefully for him better at defending takedown. But uh, Stipe won that fight. But I mean, he he went through it to win it. You know, so I would probably say Ngannou being younger, uh, having the experience before, will probably win. If I had to bet, I would bet on Ngannou. Greg. I think it all comes down to one thing for me, and that's whether or not he has used this time to practice his takedown defense. I mean, that's it. If he's done that, if he's done that one thing, and he can stop Steve Abram taking him down, then it's, then it's over. Then Francis wins all day. If he can keep it on the feet, he will knock him out. I mean, he's, he's bigger than him. He's stronger than him. All he has to do is just not let him take him down. So if he's been practicing his takedown defense, because he's strong enough to force him back up. So if he can just just use that and stop the takedown, then there's no reason in the world that Ngannou shouldn't quite relatively easily win this fight, in my opinion. Well, I mean, look, word on the street is he's tough to coach. And he's tough to train with. I mean, Well, that's what I'm saying. It depends on if he's decided... I want to learn how to do this and practice it. Because if he's like thinking, no, nah, I can get him. I just need another shot. Then I think Stipe definitely I mean, has a chance. He was at Syndicate. I think he was at Shim Katori, still there. I know he was with Dewey's part-time. Before that, he had this old guy in his old team in France. He's been around. But also, uh, how, how hard is it, Sean, to get a guy like a Division One wrestler, heavyweight, to train with who's going to – and I heard he goes 100% in sparring. Like, I, I know guys that are like, oh, I'm not sparring with this guy because Fuck that. there's no 50% with him. So how hard is it to get a guy like as big as Stipe to practice taking him down in sparring? I mean, is it hard to find guys like that? Yeah, I could never find guys to train with. Uh, I'd always help guys, get, kind of like the moving thing. I would help them get ready for fights, and I would go 50%, let them beat me up. And then when it was my turn, they always had better things to do, you know, like the big dudes. Um, but uh, I would uh, – yeah, I mean, if, he, if he's smart, he will spend the majority of his time um, on his cardio and on takedown defensive wrestling. Uh, he doesn't have any technique standing up at all. He just throws bombs. So, I mean, he doesn't need to necessarily refine that to win. Stipe's not going to stand with him if he doesn't have to. So, it shouldn't be hard to get guys to wrestle with him. He's not going to find much luck getting guys to spar with him other than pro boxers. And even they aren't going to want to do that if he's going to swing wild like that and try to take their heads off, you know? So, yeah. it's, uh, anybody that goes 100%, they're not, they're not going to – nobody wants to spar with guys like that. And I think, you know what, I think it'll be pretty obvious pretty early on what kind of fight we're going to get. I really do, because obviously he's not going to want to get taken down. He's going to come out swinging pretty wildly early, and if Steve Bay can duck it and take him down, we're going to find out right away what kind of fight it's going to be. It's just hard because, you know, you, you realize quickly that it's hard to find really good heavyweight wrestlers out there because most guys that are that good at heavyweight wrestling go into football. They're like, okay, yeah. I, can, I can work ten really? times as hard to wrestling room and not get paid, and maybe go into MMA if I'm lucky and have to learn 10 other techniques, or I could become in the NFL, play three seasons, and be set for life, you know, or, or, or five, five seasons. Or, I mean, those guys get paid pretty well, right, Greg? Well, base salary, though, is only a couple hundred grand. You play three seasons, I mean, you're maybe hitting a million dollars, and if that's the case, you know, a million dollars don't do shit these days. So three seasons, uh, you have to live. I mean, you go to Albuquerque, 
Uh, a million well, dollars. it could last you a little while, but a million dollars just ain't that much money anymore, you know? So yeah, yeah, yeah. you really do have to make it to starter and you have to make it to your second contract or at least a, an extension before you really see the, the real money in the NFL. No, I, I know. So, I, it seems like a lot of times heavyweight wrestlers and heavyweight boxers usually choose football. Well, and that's why you see guys coming to this after football. Yeah. What's up, guys? This weekend's UFC 260 is a sure can't miss event. Every punch, kick, and knockout means so much more with a DraftKings lineup on the line. DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of the UFC, is giving you a shot at huge cash prizes. For this weekend's fight, DraftKings is offering all players a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. Look, if you haven't tried it yet, fantasy MMA is easy to play. Just pick six fighters, set underneath the salary cap, and pile up points for advances, takedowns, and more. There is no better way to put your MMA knowledge to the test than to compete for a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. Plus, don't forget about basketball and hockey where DraftKings has even more money up for grabs throughout the week. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. Here's a call to action. Download the DraftKings app now and use promo code ROASTED to get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes throughout the week. That's promo code ROASTED to get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes, only at DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. What's up, guys? Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. I mean, football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. Bet Online even covers awards. I mean, how cool is that? TV shows and reality TV, which I love to watch. They got real time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, the scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. So head to the website and use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. So don't sit on the sidelines anymore, huh? Don't be that guy or girl. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use that promo code CLNS50 to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sports book experts. So visit our good friends and exclusive partner at betonline underscore AG. Take advantage of the best bonuses in the business. Sign up for a free account and use the promo code CLNS50 for your sign up bonus. Use the hashtag betonline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, exactly. You know? Um, so, so um, that fight, uh, Tyron Woodley is fighting Vicente Luque. Luque's that's a good fight right there. I like Luque's this a lot. Won three out of four. He beat Randy Brown, beat Nico Price, who's a monster. Lost yeah. to Wonderboy, who I still think is the hardest guy to fight in the league. I mean, Wonderboy has anyone looked good against Wonderboy unless you knock him out, which almost never happens. Um, and he also beat Mike Perry. Uh, Tyron Woodley is on like a three-fight losing streak. Looked terrible against Colby Covington. Didn't look good against Gilbert Burns. Didn't look good against Ngannou. Hasn't won a round in like, what, 15 rounds? Those are all uh, – Yeah. Uh, but I'm rooting for Tyron. He could, he, he could win this fight. 
he, he's still dangerous. Um, the th- problem is people keep telling him how bad of a rapper he is, and he keeps, <laughs> and he keeps wanting to prove them wrong. So oh. he's going, and now, like, I talked to him, he has a whole studio now in his house, like a full-on rap studio. And I feel like people should tell him how good Always a solid investment. People should tell him how good he is. Maybe if people tell him how good he is, he'll stop. He's one of those guys that if you tell him he can't do something, he's like, he has to prove to you he can do it. Well, they don't even tell him he's a great rapper. They even tell him he can't make it back to a title fight. <laughs> 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 and then maybe and then maybe it'd be like yes i can and we get a better fight out of him i mean some of his rap you know, songs are pretty good look the guy's a talented guy he's a good actor he, he's a good and people are like well he's not a good actor i saw him in a bad movie look you can take any good actor if, if it's bad if it's not the best script and bad lighting and bad direction a good actor can not look like a good actor i mean totally you could, yeah. I mean, even now, you watch some people, actors, you're like, holy shit, you watch some of their earlier work, because it just, and then you could take, like, an okay actor, but give him a fucking bomb-ass script, and do it 25 different takes, different angles, and they look like fucking Marlon Brando, you know? It's just huh. a matter of, uh, so, people want to shit on Ty- Tyron, he's a talented guy. Now, he's the most talented fighter. That's his, his fighting and his wrestling is, he just needs to get back to a place I don't. I don't know what he needs because I'm not. A, I'm not his coach, but I know he's not even come close to his potential. His last three fights. Uh, thoughts on this fight, Greg, Sean? Talk I mean, you. I'm amazed that Woodley is still ranked as number seven. Like, I, I, after the, I mean, he's been sliding so far down the totem pole. I just like, I'm, I'm amazed that for me, it's Vincent Luque. I think it should be an easy win for him. I, I think he should absolutely dominate this fight. And I, I mean. Tyrone, Tyron is quickly just becoming a name value guy that helps prove other guys and build their names up. He's becoming a stepping stone. I mean, I hate to say it because I like the guy too. And I think he's, I mean, he used to be an incredibly focused, incredible fighter, but that's just not who he is now. And we're, we've seen it multiple times in a row. And I haven't seen anything that would convince me this is going to be any different. So to me, it's say, Vincent, and I like Vincent Day a lot. I got to say, out of all the fighters and athletes and actors who did try stand up comedy, he murdered the first time. He had a great set. He was funny as shit. Uh, Sean. Yeah, I think it's a – I think Vincent will win. I think Woodley's probably, in my opinion, lost the passion for it. It gets old, believe it or not, fighting. Uh, gets old yeah. pretty quick. Um, it's hard, whether you have silk sheets or not, to get up and get punched in the face every day. When you Once you get to the UFC and you realize, especially once you've been champion, you probably realize it wasn't that great. You know, it's, nothing's ever as great as you think it's going to be, um, except a Brendan Schaub comedy special. Um, but uh, – <laughs> Yeah, nothing ever. I think when you once you reach a mountaintop, man, it's kind of hard to, uh, especially if he's not now fighting for titles. It'd be a long road for Willie to even think about having another title shot. I mean, I think at this point he probably would rather rap than get punched, and I wouldn't. Uh, he would rather be murdered in an East Coast West Coast rap war than get punched in the face. I think. Um, but he's still doing weird. it. Though. He's still doing it. I mean, he could easily just hang it up. I mean, after Kobe, he could have hung it up. Uh, and he's but he's still back, and he's fighting. He signed the contract for this fight. He's fighting a killer. I mean, he's fighting yeah. a fucking killer. Um, Maybe his rap career isn't paying quite what he what he wants yet, and so he has, <laughs> doesn't he spend all the money on the studio? He's like, yeah. I gotta, I gotta get another. I gotta fight another fight, otherwise I just spend all my money on the studio. He's got five kids. I think five kids, ex wife. Uh, you know, he he might have some. But he takes it. He look. I remember every Wednesday he was flying in from St. Louis to 
or from Missouri to LA to take acting lessons. Uh, he was in an acting <laughs> class. He had to deal with TMZ. He had, you know, the dude, uh, I remember him at Dan Bilzerian's party in a bathrobe watching that video. But like he's had a crazy life, crazy life. Uh, and he, you know, but uh, I hope he wins. I really hope he wins. I, uh, Tyron's my guy. I really hope he wins. See, I, mean, I would only hope he wins if I felt like he were really focused on it and wanted to win. So I, I just don't think that, that that's the case. I think he's taking fights. I, I mean, but I don't, you know, like you said, I, like Sean, I mean, I think he's lost the hunger. I think he's lost the passion. Yeah, I hope, I hope well, if he has, I hope this is his last fight. Because uh, I don't, I don't want to see him with CTE or hurt or slurring. But he's got, he's no, but he's got the kind of name that he's perfect for this kind of thing. He's gonna be the like this guy, like the Cowboy Cerrone, and the, you know what I mean. He's got just the right amount of name to give other guys the okay. Let's see what you got, kid. Fight, you know. So I think he'll be around doing that for a while. Yeah, but Cowboy was getting like knocked out. Kyron's is getting like beat up over rounds. It's like. Kind of different. I mean, <laughs> one of them better than the other. I mean, I, I don't know what's better either. I don't know, I don't know what know. point you're making. Yet. I don't know what I'm talking about, dude. Where the fuck is Don Fry? All right. <laughs> so, uh, Sean O'Malley is back this week, taking on Thomas Almeida. Almeida I can, can I just tell you in my mind right now, Don Fry is in front of his house watering rocks. <laughs> <laughs> It's all dirt rocks, but he's out there watering it, going, he'll grow. You just got to water the grass out there somewhere. And he'll call me and go, hey, partner. Hey, partner. Hey, partner. He even texts that way. Hey, sorry, partner. I was uh, out there with the guy that killed Bin Laden. I watched Trolls 2 with my kid. Have you seen Trolls 2? I haven't seen Trolls 1. What are you talking about? Ah! It's actually pretty good. Ozzy Osbourne's in it. Uh, this is one of those things you find out when you're a parent. You have to watch all these movies. You're like, hey, this is actually pretty good. See, yeah, the, no, guys that make them, the guys that make them are really smart. They realize parents have to sit through these movies too. So they put in jokes and stuff specifically for adults that the kids don't really get. But as an adult, you're like, oh, okay, I see that's you. Why, that's why Shrek is so good. Shrek 1. Yeah. Three. But Trolls 2, yeah. there's a guy named Growly Pete. He goes, growly, growly, growly. <laughs> and like Don Fry could have easily been Growly Pete. <laughs> That's hilarious. Who did the voice, you know? Was it somebody famous? I, I'm sure. I, I, I'm sure. Here, I'll look it up. I'll look it up. Growly Sam Pete. Rockwell or something. Growly Pete. He goes, right, Growly Pete. And he's in a scene with uh, oh, Kelly. Oh, Kelly, uh, Since you've been Kelly Clarkson. Uh, he goes, right, Growly Pete. He goes, growly, growly, growly. That's all he says is growly, growly. He doesn't actually have any. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, maybe it is Don Fry. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's some guy named Kevin Michael Richardson. I don't know him. Well, that guy's great. His his growly pizza amazing. It should have been Don Fry. Uh, I was gonna say, listen, if they want to save a little money on Trolls Three, you call Don Fry. <laughs> and if you want to save slightly less money, you call Don Greg Greg Fry. <laughs> uh, so um, Sean O'Malley is taking on Thomas Almeida. Almeida has lost three in a row, four to five. Uh, I remember when Almeida was the hot new thing. Remember when? Almeida yeah, was, yeah. Um, this is a good fight for O'Malley because uh, both these guys are super flashy, and we'll see what. Look, O'Malley's coming off a loss, although I know people are going to disagree with me. I don't consider that a loss. I, I don't. He was he fucking his ankle gave out. His shin gave out. Yeah. It was weird. He wasn't yeah. like he got like wrecked or dominated. He literally like just like rolled his fucking. Like he blew a tire. 
Yeah, right. Exactly. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm excited about this one because this is going to be a good fight because Almeida is still a fucking monster. Um, yeah. So who are we betting on, McCorkle? Uh, O'Malley, for sure. I mean, I'm with you on the uh, the ankle thing. You can get hurt like that. I dislocated my shoulder in a fight one time, um, and everybody kept saying, you just looked really tired to me. And I was like, yeah, I was tired of fighting with a dislocated shoulder. <laughs> like, no one no one found it odd that I, I, I didn't use my right arm the rest of the fight. After 30, like, I go a full three rounds without using my right arm, or two and a half rounds, everybody's like, yeah, you just looked out of shape to me. I was like, yeah, that's, that's what it was. I, I just got really tired, and I quit yeah. using my right arm. But you get hurt like that, it changes everything, man. Like, it really does. If he whatever he tore his ankle or whatever you can't fight like that not not for long so. so you so you dislocated your right shoulder yeah i threw a punch dislocated my right shoulder backed up looked at it saw it hanging with a like a three inch gap where my shoulder joint is and looked, at, looked at the guy and i thought i'm not losing to this fat moron because i couldn't stand a dude and uh went out and fought him anyway for two and three quarters rounds like that with an arm dislocated only using my left hand passed out three or four times during the fight i was on top of it i would just pass out you can see it which is why everyone thought I was just so tired. I fell asleep <laughs> during the fight. But I would start spinning, getting dizzy. After the fight, the chiropractor put my shoulder back in. I went to the hospital, and they did all kind of stuff to me. But, yeah, everybody that was there, all my friends and family, was like, man, listen, you've got to get better cardio uh, if you're going to fight. I was like, yeah, I was exhausted 15 seconds in. That's what happened. So. Who was the fight? You, know what? You, couldn't do, you couldn't do the lethal weapon thing and, like, jam it against the post? Yeah. Or yeah, something no. like that? I thought that was, was real. I thought people did that. No? Okay. I didn't know what was wrong with it, but I knew there was something seriously wrong with my arm because I couldn't move it. I looked and I was like, my arm's either broken or something's wrong. So I literally could not move it, couldn't use it. And uh, yeah. the guy's name was Tiny Norton, who I was fighting. He was some 400-pound idiot with insane cardio uh, for a 400-pound guy. But he was like 7-1 <laughs> one at the time. And he, to this day, he tells people he kicked my ass, and I only won because the judges knew me personally and all this and that. I mean, I beat it beat the shit out of him for three rounds with one hand on the ground, and he still tells people he won the fight. So, now, okay, is, this, is this fight available to watch anywhere? Can I watch this fight? I've got a DVD of it, and I thought about putting the highlights of it online because I still – people say, hey, I met some guy named Tiny Norton that says he beat you. Uh, he was at your real first loss. And I'm <laughs> like, yeah, I remember, you know, or whatever. But, I like, it wasn't even close. Like, at no point did he do anything to me. But he thinks since he lasted three rounds against the one-armed man, like, I was, that's why I told him all the time. I said, dude, you're about as tough as Harrison Ford because you beat a one-armed man. Um, <laughs> or you hung in there with a the one-armed man, you know, although the Harrison Ford got beat. Yep. All, right. all right. Hello. All right. He'll be back. Yeah, He's probably still talking. Fucking tiny. Uh, that was great. <laughs> tiny Norton, 400-pound guy, who still tells everyone in Indianapolis that he beat Sean McCorkle. And, and it somehow keeps getting back to Sean. I, it does. I know, like, I know, like, Ten people tell me, did you really lose to a guy? And I was like, oh, God. Like, everybody says it to me all the time. But, now, wh where do they uh, meet Tiny Norton? Uh, apparently, he works at some warehouse uh, somewhere where everyone I... <laughs> oh, fuck. So, of course, of course his nickname is Tiny. Yeah, tiny, a 400-pound guy. The 400-pound dude is named Titan. Who works at a warehouse. Who, yeah. tells, who tells everyone he beats Sean McCorkle. <laughs> <laughs> and all Sean's friends go to the warehouse. <laughs> I mean, this is like a fucking TV show. Uh, I mean, this is like a, a TV show. Uh, but Sean, are you, are you back? Fuck, his Wi-Fi is freezing. This story is making me laugh pretty hard. All right, so also Jessica Penne is back. After being banned for... I mean, can I weigh in on this Almeida fight? Because here's the thing. You know, he was on a very long win streak for a long time. And I feel like 
He's one of those guys that like didn't think he could lose. And then once he lost, he couldn't fucking get it back, you know? And I think this fight, this will be, a, to me, this is a make or break fight for this guy. Well, he yeah, either gets it back or then, or he's off the rails forever. Yeah. It's funny. He came to my show, a real nice guy and very like thin, skinny guy. You wouldn't realize how much of a fucking badass this guy is. You think he's like yeah. this nerdy dude. Uh, all right. So Tiny Norton, uh, Sean, you're back. So he works yeah. in a warehouse that all your friends go to, and he right. tells everyone every time they go. But they're all like, they're all like going and buying some like a ladder, and then Norton is working behind the counter, and then tells them that he beat. They beat. Yeah, do all your friends need feed and grain? Is that what it is? He, yeah, he must. I don't know. He must say it to everyone. Just like, hey, you know Sean McCorkle, and then they're like, uh, not really. And he's like, uh, oh, I beat him in a fight one time. Like, uh, but it's like I said, I'm really going to put it online. I really am someday going to put it on YouTube um, just to show how ridiculous. It wasn't even close, but he tells people that all the time. And I try to rematch him. I wasn't, didn't want to fight anymore after I dislocated my shoulder, but I agreed to rematch him like eight different times. And uh, he would not show the day of the fight or the night of the fight. He wouldn't show like eight different times. And uh, he kept saying he wanted to rematch when I had my shoulder dislocated. I was going through rehab and physical therapy. I was like, dude, I can wait till my shoulder gets better. Um, and then uh, he kept saying it when I would see him at fights, when I would go to the warehouse. No, but I would see him at a fight. He'd be like, well, we should give me a rematch. And I finally just told him, why don't we just fight tomorrow at the gym? Like, if you want a rematch so bad. But then he did a big threat on the underground. It, it was hilarious. He did a big threat on the underground. And it, it was titled, uh, Sean McCorkle, The Offer Is On You. And, like, I didn't even know what that meant. And so uh, I, I told him, I said, listen, if you put an offer on me, I'm putting the cowl on you and post that video over the guy's. You ever seen the cowl video over the guy's rapping? And he goes, now the cowl is on me. And he gets punched for having the cowl on him. I don't know what it means, but <laughs> it was a rap battle. But that became on the underground. If you tell somebody, like I told Josh Barnett one time uh, that I was going to fight him, and he said, you'll get the cow put on you. And I loved it because he didn't know I made that up. Oh, like, or whatever. That, that became like something people said on the underground for years. Like, be careful. Or two guys would argue and be like, wait, is that an offer or a cow that just got put on each other? Like, they didn't ever know <laughs> which one it was. So it was, uh, yeah, it was really funny. But, uh, it's, I even had some T-shirts made once that had California's uh, logo, like the uh, University of California, how it says Cal, yeah. and it had the yeah. real small above it, and uh, it was awesome. I ended up selling some of those. I still got one somewhere. Based on this guy's threat? Yeah, on the Cal being on somebody. Some guys on the underground bought him. It was really, uh, really funny. Can I, can I just tell you something? I, I got there, There's nothing that scares me more than when McCorkle starts something with, it was actually really funny. Because <laughs> what's coming next is actually going to be really funny or the most not funny thing John, did you go to like an underground party one time? Uh, yeah, man. They, they asked me. I was in Las Vegas and so they, somebody said, hey, we're getting a bunch of people from the underground together. Uh, will you show up? I think it was at, um, oh gosh, what's the one with the volcano out front? Um, the, the, in Vegas, the, the hotel with the, with the fire up front, the Mirage. Right. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, it was at the fire Mirage Sportsbook, and they were like, yeah, all the underground guys are going to come there. So they would come up and introduce you to them as their screen name. I'm like, I'm, like, I'm, <laughs> I'm Terry S435. I'd be like, oh, okay, cool. Like, I didn't know. Like, I didn't know. Oh, you don't remember me? I'm, I'm Jimerson's glove. I'm like, I, I don't know, man. Like, I was like, I don't you know, like I, I'm Abraham Lincoln. Like they all have these different, like uh, different names or whatever. And uh, it was, I mean, it was odd. It was like a mixture of like, it looked like probably they were dressed like the Antifa people. Yeah. You know, I've heard that doesn't exist, but everybody like it kind of emo, kind of like, I felt like I was going to a Marilyn Manson concert or something, but it was, uh, 
I was they were like, oh yeah, a bunch of pro fighters are gonna be there. I was the only fighter that was there. I was the only one that showed up. <laughs> I was, up. I was gonna say, I was like, it sounds like it was a fucking sausage fest. That's what that sounds right. like. It was, it was really odd, man. It was weird. Like there was about 25 people there. Themselves that their screen name. Yeah. They did, yeah. I mean they were saying like, Abraham Lincoln. I was like, oh, okay. Like, I didn't know if it was their name, their given name, or what they're, you know, like. They were there any girls there, there at all? Any chicks? Uh, like a couple, but they look like emo type girls, you know, like the kind of girls that, the kind of girls that have been working at a tattoo parlor doing piercings. Like, that's what it, yeah, you know, like. Not so bad. Right. Yeah, it was, it was, it was strange. That's when I quit thinking what anyone, like, I quit caring what anyone thought on the underground about me because I realized who those people were. And I'm like, uh, like <laughs> all these people think I'm going to lose to Mark Hunt. I'm like, cool. Who are these people? You know what I mean? Or whatever. Yeah. Like, like, who are they to think anything about fighting? I did. That's the worst. It's like, cause you, for some reason, I always assume when someone's insulted me on the internet, they have this like great life with the hot wife and they're just like, right. oh, whatever. And then you meet them in person and they're like, they look like they've been on like a nine week meth binge and their right. eyes are going in like 37 different directions. And they're like, hey, you're going to be at the... And you're like, uh, I'm, I got to get out of here. Like, I, I just... <laughs> like, I, ha I have something to do. I don't, I don't know what... I think Burt Kreischer told the story. I, from what I heard, someone else told that, like, somebody said he wanted to fight him, so he agreed to fight this person, and, and he drove, like, an hour to fight somebody from the internet, and he got there, and it was, like, an, like a nine-year-old. Right. <laughs> and he lost. That's what's even worse. He got to the McDonald's to fight the guy. And the, it was like, a, like the, he was wearing exactly like, I'm going to be wearing this and this shirt and all that. And the kid was like nine with like his mom or something. He's like, you know what? What the fuck am I doing with my life? You know? Um, all right. So uh, let's talk about a couple other things. So Jessica Penny is fighting this week. She was on like a suspension for steroids, but. I don't think she was on steroids. Like, I know Jessica really well. I think it was – if there's anybody I think didn't know what the fuck she was putting in their body, it was Penny. She found this other girl, Hannah Goldie, who I think has an OnlyFans account. By the way, so somebody – people keep, like, sending me pictures of people with OnlyFans accounts. Please, I appreciate it, but stop. Like, I don't – my wife sometimes, like, goes, let's read each other's messages. I don't need this. Uh, and uh, number one <laughs> – <laughs> let's just have a fun game. Let's look through each other's messages. That always ends well. Can I tell you something? I, I mean, not to, sometimes the things she says. I can imagine. If I, hey, I got to say, hey, you know, I was reading about this fun little thing couples do now. We just we just hand each other our phones. And, uh, you know, we just scroll through each other's messages and see what's going on. See, and the worst part about that is, is she knows she's going to spring it on you. So she's had time to, yep. to clearly, yep. you know, make you know, curate her feed, you know, <laughs> to make sure it is, it's all, all the top messages are all like, oh, Adam's so great. I couldn't do it, you know. <laughs> I I don't know. Dude, that's an ambush right there, bro. Dude, one, time take on my, one time she was on my computer and I had like a, and we got to a fight and I, and, and I, I forgot that like my texts go to my computer, right? And yeah. Like, so I was like texting from my phone, but it was showing up on my computer while she was on it. And my wife and I were in a fight and my friend, who's like married with kids, was like, dude, you got to leave this bitch. She sounds like the worst <laughs> time ever. Like just one after another. And thankfully, I was like, no, nah, dude, it, it, it was partly it was my fault. If I think about like, I was actually saying, not even knowing she was reading it. Like I was like, huh. I keep across as the good guy. Like I got to do something. But it was like, trust me, dude, I've been there. Just get divorced. 
Okay. Oh my God. He's like, he's like, you'll have part, you'll have partial custody of the kid. It's I I went through with my first wife. It's so much easier. You you do everything for her. Like it just kept going. And now like, I'm not allowed to hang out with that guy. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, yeah, he's not invited over anymore. Like, I mean, of course not. Yes, he put himself on the shit list. Absolutely. Like, like, if he only knew, and it was all like projecting about him and his marriage. Like he's going right, yeah, right. like the worst marriage ever. So, well, I, that's I, one of the reasons I don't have him synced up to my computer because the contacts aren't synced up, yeah. and so it just comes up as a phone number with the the thing. Yeah, and, yeah. you know, our friends are comics and other jackasses yeah. who say jackass shit all the time. And if you don't know who's sending it, it can look really fucking bad. Oh, yeah. No, 100%. 100%. It's like, it's like yeah, they want to suck my dick, but that's fucking Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> that's so, not, any, it's not anybody that's saying, come on. So I guess Jessica, I, like, announced yesterday, like, hey, I'm doing, like, an adults-only OnlyFans uh for adult content or something that was like something right? is there, wait, wait, is there, is there only, totally only <laughs> children's only fans just joined us don fry just came on the show right on time <laughs> like like we're literally wrapping up the show don how are you man all right so okay so, <laughs> <laughs> So this, so this is what Jessica I posts, right? So Jessica I posts like, uh, hold on, let me see what she what she wrote. It's her like in bed, picture of her in bed, and uh, hold on, Jessica I. She already has an OnlyFans, and like I don't go on anyone's OnlyFans. I'm just I can't. Oh, so she's in bed. Hey everyone, I'm super excited about my new adult only content page. Click the link in the bio to join now with like a purple devil emoji. I don't know what these emojis even, I have to like Google, what do emojis mean now? People send me emojis, I don't know what they mean. So I like wrote like a joke. I'm like, well, now you could see her uh, blow it in and out of the octagon, right? So right. before I posted it, I called her. I'm like, hey Jazz, I wrote a joke about you. She's like, I told her a joke. She's like, you asshole, yeah, post this, funny, blah, blah. Uh, but I'm like, hey, are you sure you wanna do this? Like, uh, because she's like, oh no, I'm not gonna post naked things, I'm just, you know, it's one of, I go, but you know, you're a role model and you know, you're you rank number three in the world. And I go, you just make sure you have a line because it always starts with like, oh, I have an OnlyFans and then oh, I'm going to go topless. And, you know, we don't well, and that's the thing is when you say it's adults only and put the little purple devil emoji on it, you're sending a very specific message there. I go, and it's like, and it's not, hey, do you want to watch me cook? <laughs> But then it goes to like beaver shots, says girl on girl. Before you know it, you have 37 guys jerking off on your face. Uh, and then after that, you're in like a QAnon person, right? Like it just, it just seems to, <laughs> it just seems to kind of have that progression. Don, how are you? I'm doing good. How are you? Good, good, good. You're an hour late though. What happened? Hell, partner, I didn't know. I, 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 I guess what, was there a time change or what? <laughs> You know, there was a time change. There actually was a time change recently, so we might be running at a different time than you. Or we're probably at the same time now, yeah, is yeah. the thing. But, well, right or now, no, maybe we're an hour different. I right don't know. There's, Arizona's that weird thing where they don't do daylight savings. What, 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 what right, time is it yeah. in Arizona right now? Fuck uh, it's uh, one, one ten. Yeah, you know, we yeah, usually start at, at like, but we've been going at noon for the past like six months, right? 
Yeah, but we yeah, just but, did Al yeah, Ford. Uh, yeah, I thought you were an hour behind me. Oh yeah, but, right. Uh, we caught up. Oh yeah, yeah, we caught up. It was a, it was a time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We started an hour ago. It's okay, man. We'll figure it out. So, uh, but so yeah. So then, but then Jessica, I wrote. So she's charging thirty dollars a month for this, and people are angry at, at like the price. People are mad. Like they it's pretty they steep. Wanna, well, they want to see her naked. They just don't want to pay thirty dollars a month, right? Well, yeah, <laughs> for thirty for thirty bucks. Thirty bucks. You want to see a little nipple? You know, come on. <laughs> I went. I went down on that one. At least a little nipple. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess she is like showing some Her big nipple. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess she's showing. Uh, all right. So I guess then she she then posted. Uh, people are like, well, the, you know, just eye. Uh, she better show the brown eye. Uh, you know, like there's a lot of there's a, a lot of that. Um, someone said, I'm not paying 30 cents. Somebody saying, you know, great, proud of her. Somebody says people are horny. Uh, those are some sin prices. Uh, but then she wrote, sorry, there's no triple X rated content. When you subscribe, you'll have an inside glimpse to my personal life, including photo shoots, training, 420 footage, and of course, booty pics. So uh, thoughts on this one, Greg? Uh, <laughs> I, I just, I'm still stuck on someone going saying they were proud of her. <laughs> like, like, you might, I'd be proud of your fighting career. I don't think there's anyone that's like she finally did it. She really <laughs> now she finally did it. after all this hard work. She finally launched an adults only OnlyFans. Congratulations! Oh, hard work finally paid off. <laughs> it's like, I, get to, it's not, I don't think pride, pride, pride isn't the description of what I'm feeling. But what's 420 footage? Uh, her smoking oh, weed. Smoke. It's her smoking weed. They're poking me in the eye. If somebody wants to poke her eye, you know, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so we get to pay for her smoking weed? To yeah. Watch, to watch her smoke weed? weed? Is that. Is yeah. that the guys are into that. They're into watching hot girls smoke weed. Is that? I don't think so. I don't know. Four twenty was also Hitler's birthday, so maybe that's something to do with that. <laughs> All right, thank you. Oh, that's thank true. You, thank you. <laughs> Just saying. All right, and now, now so, it Sean, really it really lines up that you know that right off the bat. Sean, is there anybody that you would pay thirty dollars a month to see the exclusive content? Uh, Brendan Schaub, probably. <laughs> <laughs> to have him not. I would love to see. I would love to see Brendan Schaub say something funny. I would pay thirty dollars a month for that, but I just don't think uh, I don't think he'll ever make that. I don't think anybody will be proud of him. It reminds me of uh, when I was at the uh, Oasis concert recently, but it wasn't Oasis. It was just like Noel Gall Gallagher and right. I, uh, Dave Grohl from the Foo Fighters. He started like an Indiegogo page or a Kickstarter to get Oasis back together. Right? He wants to get them back together. So somebody screamed it out his name during the concert. And then uh, Noel goes, fuck Dave Grohl. I'm starting a page to get them to break up. <laughs> <That's awesome. laughs> hey, you know, Adam, not to be off subject, you know, you're talking about Hannah Goldie. Do you know that she is um, Alex Nicholson's baby's mom? Did you know that? Really? Yeah, she's, uh, the, I, I know Alex, and uh, they used to be, they were together, and uh, that's their kid. Like, they have a kid together. I don't know why I said that's their kid, but yeah, they have a kid together. So Alex Nicholson actually, is her baby's dad. 
Alex is a friend of mine. I like Alex. He's, he's yeah, guy. he's a ballsy dude. I, I watched him fight when he was just turning pro. Man, he's got he's got some balls, man. I wish uh, I wish he had been. He's the one suspended. He's still suspended, I think, till something like twenty twenty four or something crazy, man. The Nevada really came down on him, man. Um, but I mean, ridiculously long. Four years is crazy, man. Well, somebody asked Hannah if she watches porn. Uh, I think it was on uh, what's her name's uh, uh, has a podcast now. Um, Ashley Evan Smith. And she says, only my own. She only watches the porn that she makes with her husband. Uh, I don't know if I would. Well, that I, makes sense. I mean, you want to review it, see if there's anything you want to cut out, <laughs> you know, see, <laughs> see if you want to add some effects. I mean, you, you have to go back and watch. I mean, you can't just release it. I mean, Don, have you ever made a sex tape back you with you and, you know, like Betty Ross or something or back in the day? Yeah, um, they call it um, farm animal training, you know. Oh, God. <laughs> All right. That's, Don sold when he made a sex tape. They had a guy sitting under like a little blanket and that flash powder that went off. Like, <laughs> <laughs> hey, someone had a hand roll. Someone had a hand roll in the camera. <laughs> and the, like, like a... <laughs> it was a hieroglyphic. Somebody actually sketched it at a... You know, you guys are getting really, you're getting really, and you're hurting me and invading my personal space. (laughs) I feel like you're trying to trigger me on purpose, you know, to cause me to 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 have a a bad 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 day. As well as better Wi-Fi. So, uh, Greg, have you ever made a sex tape? Uh, not on purpose. What do, you, what do you mean not on purpose? <laughs> in other words, if it's I have small that, one. It's exactly, a, a very short, short film. A, a short, small one. <laughs> what about you, Sean? Did you ever make a sex tape? No, I tried to one time, but uh, my camera on my phone wouldn't work because, like, the panoramic view uh, wasn't working, so I couldn't fit my whole dick in there. So I was like, ah, oh, this ain't gonna, this ain't gonna right. work. Uh, who's whose dad were you fucking? <laughs> That's actually what I was going to go to. I was going to say I was Ben Shaw's dad, but I don't know. You know what? You know what? Listen, I've never made a porno movie because I've been in hotel rooms with the mirrored, you know, uh, door to the (laughs) club where you can see everything. And uh, I've seen enough to know nobody needs that. We don't need to record this for that. (laughs) Greg's seen enough and he's cleaned up enough broken glass. Exactly. I've seen enough to know no one else needs to see this. Got it, got it, got it, got it, got it. Uh, hey, who's this uh, Bub- uh, Bubakar Nurmagomedov? Is he related or is this another guy think, that looks and sounds exactly like him? I think he's a cousin. I think he's a cousin. Uh, like crackers? Well, we'll see. Crackers? What, what is, I think Don Fry's uh, having his lunch delivered. Don, wh- where are you right now? What? I'm uh, at my dining room table. Uh, is is the Meals on Wheels guy there? Or? <laughs> yeah, I'm having, I'm going to have a uh, cracker meeting here. You know, <laughs> uh, say, I, don't, I don't know why they were having Rachel, Rachel epithets <laughs> said at the dinner table. Like, <laughs> me, me and the other, me and the other white guys up here on the mountain are getting together to, to discuss the you know, situation on the border. Got it. Of course, of course, the border of your mouth. Of course, right. gonna have. A, I'm sure you're gonna come up with a lot of humane solutions. All right. So Gordon Ryan, <laughs> Gordon Ryan signed with One FC. Uh, he's obviously he's one of the best jiu guys in the world. He's a monster. Uh, that's One FC. 
Like they have like the, the, the top guys. They have like Demetrius Johnson. They have Gordon Ryan. They have, but it seems like they're just kind of thin in the middle. But they 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 sound like the best guys, and then they sign everyone else. It's like okay, it's a, kind of a weird business strategy. Um, hey, really quickly, uh, Adam. You know, I'm reading the little uh, blurb here for the UFC 260 embedded episode two, where yeah. I guess they follow Engano around. 45 minutes long. Francis Ngannou takes a solo hike, finds a soccer partner, hits the mitts, and then gets a Manny Petty. You know what? I'm going Miocic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Don, who do you like in this one? In which one? The Ngannou uh, strike fight? Yep. Um, hell. I'm gonna have to go with Nagano. I mean, he's just a monster. Um, the only, I think, the only chance Stipe has in this is uh, if he gets him, you know, to go 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 a little bit long into the second or third round. You know, I don't think Nagano will go past the third round. So there's no sense talking about fourth or fifth. And um, or you know, if Stipe takes him down, I don't think Nagano's got any kind of ground game. Now, besides Coleman, because I think you're going to say Coleman, who is the strongest guy you fought? Oh, shit. Shamrock. Shamrock was, had that big retard oh. straight, you know? He really did. <laughs> what about Akabono? What about, what about that, that guy was so fucking powerful and, and fast. You would not believe like how fast that guy was, you know, he would hit me, uh, you know, with the sumo hands, you know, boom, boom, boom. And it was like, he was dribbling the basketball on my chest, you know, it was like, bah, 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 you know, playing the drums or something. And just, uh, <laughs> like, like changing the rhythm of my heartbeat, you know? God damn. God damn. <laughs> Really? I had, some, I had some cocaine that did that once. I mean, I mean, when you think <laughs> yeah. of when you think of Akabono, you don't think speed. That guy's like six hundred pounds. That's crazy. You watch how fast that guy is. It's amazing. I mean, that's the whole thing with with the sumo. You know, they have it's like a football lineman. You know, yeah. they have that initial speed for two or three seconds, and you know, jelly shit. That's that's all they need when they're that damn big and they get warm of you, you know? Yeah. <laughs> all I kept picturing when Don was saying that was on Street Fighter Two, the sumo guy, when you could put hit his hands real fast and they would punch you in the chest. You remember that? Am I the only one that played Street Fighter Two? I'm not a big gamer. I'm sorry. Oh, God. I should be. I know. I'm like the only stoner that doesn't play video games. It sucks. <laughs> so, so, Don, we talked about it earlier, but Mike Tyson turned down, according to Holyfield, $25 million to fight Holyfield. Who do you think wins in that in that rematch if they fight again in, in the third one? Yeah, Don Fry. I'll, I'll take that fight for that much. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take that fight for half that much. Come on, Holy Field. What I got to do is to insult you. You know, tell me what I got to say. Yeah, you got to buy. You got to buy uh, half a zero off. I was going to say, I think you guys at the Cracker Meeting could probably come up with a few things and sold it. Technically, it's called a Cracker Barrel. Let's steer this back. Uh, but who do you think wins the fight? You think Tyson or Holyfield wins? 
You know, I don't know. I don't know. I haven't seen a um, uh, practice from Tyson. Tyson still looks like an animal, you know? Um, so I'd be really interested to see how uh, Holyfield reflexes are. Now, Don, for a guy that is a black belt in judo, and you're what, like a fourth Dan or something? Some kind of some kind of crazy. How come we didn't see you use your submissions as much as uh, other people that do judo? All my in in my fights. What are you talking about? Because um, none of my fights you see them in the distance. Right. So, so you know that's either submission or or um, knockout. You know, yeah, <laughs> and um, I think only uh, I think um, the Shamrock fight was the only fight I had that went to decision. You know, that fight was crazy. I, think, I don't know. I don't know anybody but you that would that that would that would have not have tapped to that those heel hooks. I don't know anybody. I don't think there's a fighter out there, right, Sean? Yeah, no. Don was uh, <laughs> he was ballsy, man. Yeah, I saw him. I told you I asked him that one time about a guy who was breaking his arm, and you could tell Don hadn't even thought about tapping. The guy's got him in a full arm bar, and I guess it was a some kind of judo Olympian or something, whoever was fighting him, and Don just let him snap it, and the ref finally stopped it. But uh, yeah, I asked Don about that. So what were you thinking when that was going on? And Don said, buddy, I was so high that night, I probably didn't even know I was in an arm bar. But uh, I, think he just, I think he was just being, uh, being modest. I, I am curious. We were talking about animals earlier. How much, Don, seriously, how much would I have to pay you to fight like a Rottweiler? Like, if you had to fight an animal, because I would do that for $25 million. I'd fight any animal that wouldn't kill me. Like, if I could stop it before I die, like, how much to fight an animal? <laughs> yeah, buddy. I mean, I'd, I'd, fight a, I'd fight an animal every Saturday night for love. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't know her name. All he knows is that a water buffalo careened into his bed. Yeah, see, I, I jumped the fence, sneak into the zoo, you know? <laughs> by, the way, Don, we, by the way, Don, I get DMs from girls, by the way, who are pretty good looking that say to me that, like, they have the biggest crush on you. I think they might have daddy issues or something. Because they say that, like, that uh, when you talked about having herpes, they said it's worth getting herpes from you. Just by the way. That, that, <laughs> so just so you know. You, we, yeah, my girl, we, my girlfriend doesn't think so. Shit. She <laughs> makes me wave at her as she walks by, you know? It is like, it's like the, the, uh, the uh, Hannibal Lecter scene, you know, where the crazy guy in the next cell jacks off and throws it in her face, you know? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. All right, well, uh... I think right now, Don, will you please watch the fight Saturday night? Please. Oh, yeah. I, I look forward to this. Yeah, I, I want to watch this. You know, I mean, I'm very interested in watching the World Heavyweight Championship. That's, I mean, in boxing, in, in judo, in, in MMA, you know, fighting. You know, fuck yeah. That's the one that, you know, everybody's interested in is the World Heavyweight Champion. And you Always. Right, I'm going to. I'm gonna venture out. I'm gonna venture out my my uh, cave and go go to town and watch this one. Yeah. Did you watch right the NCAA's uh, wrestling over? No, the I didn't even know. Steve, my uh, my sensei Steve asked me 
if I watched it. And the same thing, I didn't even know, man. So I was pissed. It was pretty good. It was pretty good. Now, the guy who's trying to get you to go out to Maryland to drink beers, shoot guns, tell old stories, and also teach a seminar, have you contacted him? Not yet, buddy. I've had a lot of phone problems. Um, like the, the CIA has got an indivisible aircraft over top of my house and it's blocking um, the majority <laughs> of, of my uh, telephone transmission and reception. Got it. Well, I mean, obviously, if it's invisible, that's how you know. <laughs> There's an invisible air. Can you hear it? Do you feel a brush of wind? How do you know it's there? Greg, have you ever met somebody as manly as Don Fry? There is no one. He's, listen, this, he's four times the man of, okay, if you took all the men on earth and bound them into one man, he's still four times that man. Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, I mean, when you fought Tank Abbott, that must have been the manliest fight ever. Right? I mean, that was like, I can't think of two more manly men than you and Tank Abbott. Although, although I'm talking about prime Tank. Tank with the wig. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, was a little, that was a little strange. Like, it's, it's one thing to have, like, hair implants. Or, oh, did he go to, like, hair club for men or something? Or? No, you, I mean, he had, like, a full on. He had no hair. And then he had, like, it looked like one of those old presidents. Like, right. you know, like, <laughs> like, a, like a puffy wig, like a, like a powdered wig. Oh, yeah, well, he didn't know how to put it on. He had on sideways. Dude, oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> and and it wasn't even like a joke. Like it, he wasn't even like acknowledging. Like all of a sudden he shows up like one of the founding fathers, but it's like the wrong way. <laughs> the, the Velcro strips are facing out. <laughs> like uh, now, a lot of people didn't get along with Tank Abbott. Uh, when you fought Tank Abbott, Don, was there a lot of shit talk during the weigh-ins and during the face-off? There's no fucking weigh-ins back then. Jeez, I'm so wrong with you. You guys didn't weigh in? You, you just show up and fight. Oh. <laughs> they just had a carnival bump oh. guessing what they weighed. <laughs> all, right, well, yeah. all right, well, that, well yeah, back, when it was like, back when there was face-offs, did you and Tank have a lot of words to against each other? No, I don't, uh, I don't even know if we had a face-off, did we? I think we were in our – no, back then – they put you in the damn, you go into your corner and you stay there until, you know, Big John walked in the middle and said, let's fight. You know, there's no fucking face off. You just went in that cage to fight. And one reason, not to fucking, not, not to, uh, you know, do promos or anything. All that shit should have been done, taken care of. And, uh, you know, there was no chance to fucking feel your opponent out. You know, you were, you were there to fucking fight. You got after it, man. I mean, there was no pictures beforehand. You guys didn't take one, nothing. There was no shit talking at all, huh? No, no. Easy. I mean, generally, you didn't know who you were going to fight, you know? Um, yeah. Because, you know, the when the two guys are going to fight and, you know, one guy loses, the other guy advances, and you didn't know who the hell that was. No, after you beat him, was he was, was he cool? Was he nice to shake your hand? No, you know, he, he was a <laughs> dick. You know, he was a dick. And so, you know, I didn't have any problem with him until, uh, 
uh, a year or so ago, you know, I saw him on uh, YouTube claiming that I paid that idiot Mark Hall to fucking throw the fight. Fuck them both. Fuck them all. I didn't pay anybody to throw a fight. I didn't ask anybody to throw a fight. I didn't have anybody on my behalf ask anybody to throw a fucking fight. So fuck off. Does this mean that Tank Abbott's not going to be invited to the cracker meeting? (laughs) (laughs) No, no, that doesn't mean that at all, no. (laughs) So listen, Don, you beat Mark Hall three times. Why would you pay him the third time to to lose? That's the stupidest thing ever. What's that? You, You beat Mark Hall three times, right? Yes. So why would you offer him money to lose a third time? That makes no sense. Right. That's... Right. Makes no sense at all. You don't pay a guy... I mean, you don't pay a guy off that you already beat twice. No. No. And, uh, shit, I had brought a buddy of mine, Dave Norch, who was a paramedic. And after the um, Gary Goodrich fight, you know, Dave stuck an IV line in me and it rehydrated me. Man, I felt like, you know, I was gold, you know? I was right as rain. I was ready to get back after it again. First was a daisy, you know? Yeah. And that, that's how it went, you know? Oh, shit. Yeah, well, take Abbott. I mean, obviously, he's, I think at one point he wanted to fight Ronda Rousey a couple years ago. I was going to say, isn't he the guy that challenged Ronda Rousey? <laughs> <laughs> like, the fuck, dude? The class act. Yeah, so I wouldn't put too much stock into what he said. All I know is back in the day, though, he was a badass. I mean, you know, he was a pioneer. He was like the he was like the first, like, I would say the first bad boy of the sport almost. I remember one fight, he had to throw a guy out of the cage. And I, I actually ran into Tito Ortiz one time, and I was like, he trained him for that. And I go, I heard Tank throw a guy out of the cage. Why? He goes, somebody bet him in, in practice. I bet you can't throw the next guy out of the cage. So he actually tried it during the fight. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but the guy was with a white Yeah. So that was Cal Worsham, you know, in the uh, first round of, ulti- of the Ultimate Ultimate 2. Yeah. And, um, you know, everybody everybody wanted to fight Cal because um, uh, Cal was a weak, weak link of that fucking night because he had almost died back in May. He, he fought. Um, Zane Frazier at UFC 9 and, and broke a rib and punctured a lump. You know? So, yes. yeah, how, how, how healthy could he have been, you know, in six months? Um, I mean, so, say it takes three months to heal. Now he's got to get in shape, you know? And, yeah. You know, something like that. It takes it takes you a couple months to get in shape to start training. You know, so I mean, uh, Cal Worsham, God bless him. He's a tough son of a bitch for putting up all that bullshit and and showing up to fight. You know, everybody else they get a cold nowadays or their hair their hairbrush doesn't work right. You know, and they call <laughs> off. I would love for Don to be like my grandfather. Can you imagine Don's your grandpa? Uh, oh, he's definitely going to give your daughter some great advice. <laughs> but he'd be great, man. Like, imagine having oh, a absolutely. Like Uncle Don. Absolutely. 
you know, he, he, he like comes to your wrestling matches, your, your fucking fingers falling off. Get back in there, you pussy. Back in my day when I fought <laughs> at Ultimate, I didn't have arms. <laughs> hey, you, you, got, you got nine more, okay? It's, it's two, <laughs> two feet away from the heart. Now, we're we were uh, we're it's watching uh, from the heart. That's <laughs> <laughs> how my old wrestling coach used to say, Manny Martinez. He said, "If it's more than a foot away from the heart, you'll live." Yeah. <laughs> Unless it's okay. your kidneys. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, listen, not Greg, on this you, body, Greg. What do you got coming up? Uh, I will be finally hitting the road. I will be going uh, Wednesday here in LA. I'm doing a live show at Muddle and Twist. That's going to be my first one. And then I'll be back. At, I'm going out to the El Paso comic strip this uh, Thursday through Sunday. So come out and join me there. Week after that, I will be in Phoenix at the uh, in Glendale at the uh, Stir Crazy Comedy Club. And then the week after that, I'll be down at um, somewhere. Oh, it'll be in Las Vegas for a week. And then I just added April 1st, May 30th, Laughs in Tucson and Cinco de Mayo at Dee Dee's Downtown in Frisco. Nice. Uh, this Saturday, this uh, Thursday to Sunday, I'm going to be at the House of Comedy in Scottsdale. Don Fry is coming to a show. Uh, I'm excited for that. Uh, Which one? Yep. The House of Comedy. Oh, yeah, how's it going? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, McCorkle, what do you have coming up? Uh, I'll just be trying to fight people in Lowe's parking lots uh, the rest of the week, and uh, I'm painting my fence out front. Uh, that's interesting. So, uh, Thank you guys so much. Take care. Have a great week, guys. Bye-bye. Okay, bye-bye.